Hello, my name is Jess. And I'm Elisa. And I'm EJ. And, and we this are is social, social disease. disease. Oh, were we all supposed <laughs> to say it? <laughs> it's okay. That was a lot better than usual. We'll keep we'll keep growing. We'll keep getting better. Yeah, we only get better and better every episode. It's all ten true. of much our, like Degrassi, we just continue to improve. Yes, all ten of our listeners are probably so impressed with like the strides that we've made this season. Oh, hey, we got seventeen listeners. Okay. What? We have 17? Thank yeah, you, yeah. 17 people. That they might all be me. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, because it doesn't um it doesn't repeat yeah, listeners. It, so it's oh, it just yeah, it's like your IP address. Oh nice. I've got I've gone back and listened to like all of the podcast a whole bunch of times. So Yay. there was a danger. <laughs> no, I think it only counts you like one time. Like it only counts the first time you listen to it. Nice. Yeah, it only counts, like, each IP address once for each episode. Well, I think that you guys have made, you know, you're already leaps and bounds beyond most podcasters and that you've completed a season of a podcast without True. giving up on it, which a lot of people do. Hell yeah, look at us, we're rock stars. Yes, yeah. yeah, and I almost, I honestly didn't think we would make it here because we had so many, like weeks where we didn't record and we were just like whatever for whatever reason nobody was feeling it for like several weeks in a row a lot of times and I was like oh no are we even gonna make it to the end of season one well, when, you're, <laughs> when you're in this dark timeline it's so difficult to like make yourself care about Jimmy's yeah. problems you know yeah <laughs> yeah, it's yeah like, oh, this year has been a doozy fire, um and Ashley's taking ecstasy <laughs> like I wish I was taking ecstasy it would make 2020 a little bit better yeah, where's mine? Well, yeah, let's just skip ahead to the seasons where people start doing drugs. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, the college years. I was about to give away another fucking spoiler because I'm a terrible person, but I didn't. <laughs> yep. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So the, the last half of this season definitely is uh, not as not as harsh I think as the first half you know as far well as- the f- first half really started with a bang um with Emma's almost kidnapping yeah yikes so there's really nowhere to go from there but like less intense and that's very true it had they had to show us that it goes there and it certainly did go there I mean it does go there it goes there so hard that America refused to show like several episodes from the season not just one yeah no america was really like you know a big baby about this season america's yeah, a baby in general the notion that we have to tell canada to calm down is just hilarious to me I know. canada you need to chill canada you you're to too intense down. have you canada's too seen? amazing i want to move to canada i, I do it's it's they don't want us right now or at all i know i know I have a friend whose significant other lives in Canada and they're about to go there for six months on like a visa because the borders are open again. And I'm just like so jealous. I'm like, I want to live in Canada for six months. Yeah, I want to live out the election in Canada. Seriously. I think about that a lot, except I know that if I went to Canada and stayed there for any extended period of time, they would just kick me out because all I would talk about would be Degrassi. 
And I'm, sure they, I'm sure they get that all the time. Probably from like Americans visiting. Like, is it really like Degrassi? And they're like, please just stop. Like, it's just, it's real life. Can you stop? Have you guys seen the uh, Kroll show where they have uh, a thing that's like a satire of Wheels, Ontario? Yes, I loved the Kroll show. (gasps) No. God, Wheels, Ontario was like the only thing I knew about Degrassi before I watched Degrassi because it was just making fun of it. That in the song. Oh my God. That whole, the whole thing making fun of it where like, Someone in a, uh, the girl in the wheelchair gets pregnant by the teacher, and then the teacher and the kids have a three-way. Oh, gross. <laughs> There's just so many things in that show that were just like, oh, is Degrassi really this fucked up? Not I'm trying to sexually. remember. I'm I trying to remember. It's that sexually it, fucked up. Degrassi does have a threesome uh, storyline, but not until next class. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? But yeah, next class. <laughs> Three songs. I was like, no, uh, what are you no, but yeah, next class it does. That was weird. It was weird. It felt like they were just like, um, um, and then uh this person gets with these people that they've with never this, interacted with before. With this couple who's already established because we need some drama. Yeah. She's a unicorn. Yes, basically. <laughs> It always sounds so much nicer. So job the it. second half of do what? Oh, I said it always sounds so much nicer than that job is being a unicorn. Yeah, being a unicorn would not be fun at all. <laughs> but anyway, um, someone just started talking about the second half of season one, which is yeah, more okay. important than that. But so yes, so today is our. Um, our recap of the second half of season one because we did it. We finished an entire season. We did it. So I guess we could start with episode eight, Secrets and Lies. Um, The A story was Ashley's dad is gay and the B story was JT pretends to be gay to get rid of Liberty. Oh, God. I wouldn't even... That's not even a storyline. That's just like... I don't know what his, like, he was just going to pretend to be gay for the rest of high school? Like, what was your plan there, bud? Yeah. Yeah, I he would be gay for the rest of high school. He was going to do that just so he didn't have to date one girl. Well, I mean, I he mean, really could also have just been like, hey, I'm not interested. And he did at the end of the episode, I feel. But, uh, yeah, not a very good long-term plan, 12-year-old JT. The damage was done, but luckily Liberty seemed to forget about it immediately. So Liberty <laughs> bounces back so quickly. I know. Shit. Like She's, arguably yeah. much much more quickly than like other cast members or other characters. She's yeah, she's extremely methodical and I think that she's just like, well, being upset with JP he isn't gonna serve me well because I don't have any other friends so like I guess we'll just stay friends but Elisa wasn't this the one where you were like said that Liberty had like was eating her carrots seductively or something oh yeah she was eating her food so like sexily and just like 
staring at JT like, I'll get you, boy. I was like, oh, my God, calm this girl down. (laughs) She doesn't do anything half-assed. She's just like, listen, I'm going to seduce this (laughs) 12-year-old. Me also being a 12-year-old. do that. (laughs) The whole thing, so, like, I don't know about y'all, but I never dated in middle school. Like, I had crushes on people in middle school but it was so far outside my like my frame of reference to actually have like a boyfriend or a girlfriend in middle school like at 12 years old like did you guys ever like be romantically involved with anyone in middle school I had a boyfriend for two weeks and he told me that he only dated me because he pitied me oh yeah you mentioned that what an asshole. And so that was it. But, like, we didn't even hold hands or kiss. Oh. It was just in, in title only. Oh, yeah. Kind of like um, Emma and Sean. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it was just, like, don't touch my boyfriend. Yeah. Just yeah. like you guys had dibs on each other. Exactly. It's like Pride but- and Prejudice. You stand, like, six feet apart and just stare longingly at each other. Romantic social distancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he didn't even want that he was just like I, uh, maybe this will get her off my back if I say I'm her boyfriend oh. again 12 th- year old boys really have just no sense of the long game do they no no. they're like this won't affect me for the rest of you know the time I'm in school with this girl I'll never have to talk to her again as long as I tell her I'm her boyfriend yeah <laughs> seriously that's the opposite of never having to talk to someone again. Yeah. I When I was in, like, elementary school, I strong-armed a boy into kissing me <laughs> um, and saying that he was my boyfriend. But he it was just, like, between us. Because we were – I think we were in third grade. Oh, my gosh. I was, like – I was, like, always, like, deeply obsessed with the idea of romance. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, well – I like this boy. He's going to be my boyfriend. And there was a time when, because I used to, like, call him every day after school just to, like, talk. And he Aww. was, like, he was nice. Like, so he wasn't, like, you know, he wasn't going to be, like, leave me alone. I hate you. But yeah. so, like, he, you know, he he put up with it, but clearly was not into it at all. And then there was a time when I called him at home and his mom answered the phone and she told him, she told me that he was at a friend's house. And I pulled out the school directory and I went to call his friend and to like call them so I could talk to him at his friend's house. Mm-hmm. And then I, in my brain, I like, I played through the scenario of what that was going to look like on the other end of the phone <laughs> where like his friend's mom would answer the phone and I'd be like, hi, can I talk to Mike? And she'd be like, um, okay. <laughs> and then it would be, me talking to him about nothing while he's over at his friend's house. So I hung up the phone and didn't make that phone call. And then that just kind of petered out. But then by middle school, I just mostly had crushes on teachers. Like, that's fair. And you had great self-preservational instincts as a third grader. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I got bullied a lot. Because honestly, I don't think I would have thought about that. I would have just been like, Oh, he's there. I'm going to call him there and do that. Yeah, I got bullied a lot. And um, 
I've always had a pretty strong sense of empathy. So I was like, I don't want to make this awkward for him or me. Middle school sucks. Well, I mean, I guess that was elementary school, but still like being, being a young person and like trying to navigate relationships and romance is so weird. It is. Especially because like the only like influence that a lot of kids have in that, in that kind of like light is either their parents or television. Mm -hmm. And it it wasn't my parents for me. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but what do we think about Ashley's dad being gay and, like, Ashley's reaction to it? She was a little bitch. Yeah, she sucks. Yeah. She, she wasn't that great, her response. She was very, like, so the, the line that got me in that episode was when uh, he, like, he's out, he told her she, he's gay, and then she uh, he's talking about his boyfriend or his partner, and her reaction to finding out who his boyfriend was was like he came to dinner at our house like what do you think he's gonna infect you like yeah I got the sense that it was more about like she felt betrayed that her dad didn't tell her but then the way that she was reacting in other senses like when Paige was like maybe your maybe your dad's gay like her very aggressive reaction to Paige there when it wasn't about her dad lying to her and it was just about him being gay like that kind of yucked me out a little bit yeah because Paige like this is one of the rare occurrences where Paige really is actually just trying to help yeah um because she's familiar with like having a family member come out and she's you know wants to help her friend and yeah Ashley kind of acts really shitty about it but by the end, was she, I don't actually remember, like, I remember that her, like, Ashley's face is the last um, screen, or, like, picture on the screen, but I don't remember if she ends up being, like, cool with it at the end or not. Um, I want to say she talks to him, and they, they like, suss things out. Smooth it all out. Um, it's, it's very much like, you know, after school special, like we have to wrap this up in one half hour. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. And then I'll just, the, the main, my main takeaway from this episode was just like all the little eighth grade girls like fawning over this old man. I love that. Yeah. I feel that in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, what was, do we have anything else to say about this episode? I personally do not. Just JT's trash in this episode. Yeah, JT's trash. Toby Toby tried to be the voice of reason, but but it didn't work for him because Toby's an incel. That's true. Yeah. I wouldn't. I he wouldn't probably was Toby like either. thinking in his back of his mind, like, "Oh yeah, JT, great idea." <laughs> We're just like making like assumptions about Toby and his thoughts. Well, he we sucks. Number one and number two, uh, we don't get to see him be old, much older, like some of the other ones that stay on the show longer. So like, we don't, we don't know what happens to him when he grows up. So we can assume that he grows up to be an asshole. We see him one time as an adult. That's um, true at the robots. Yeah. But, uh, 
That's, yeah, he's basically still little insult Toby at that point anyway, so. Yeah, and we don't get to know anything about, like, his, his life or what happens to him after high school. Which is fine with me. Which is fine, yeah, he wasn't a very good character. He was kind of just, like, the obligatory fourth person in the friend group. <laughs> the new yeah. kid. Yeah, the new kid, the one that, uh, JT, JT just needed, like, a guy buddy. To watch his porn with. To watch his porn with. All right. How about season or episode nine, coming of age, the one where the A story is Jimmy and Ashley almost break up. She's feeling smothered, and then the B story is when Emma is super moody, and then she ends up getting her period for the first time. Oh, the best! I love that episode. It's a good one. <laughs> I I love how they tried to like force Jimmy and Ashley down everybody's throats as like the main characters, but like everybody else was so much more interesting oh yeah yeah it's just like I don't really give a shit about like Jimmy and Ashley's relationship right now like there's so much more interesting stuff going on with like Emma and her mom I know I love Spike that scene yeah. and I'm, I'm so happy that we got to see more of Spike in this episode because after the first episode of the season when we got to see all the adults we haven't really gotten to see the adults very much no Except Mr. Simpson, he's right. Except Mr. Simpson, yeah, because and Miss Kwan, because they're at the school. But like, we haven't really gotten to see the parents very much. Yeah, but that scene in the mall where the creepy guy like talked to them, and then Spike just totally let him have it. I was just like, yeah, go mom. That's so <laughs> dope. She's so great. She's like such a good mom. That's she like really what you always wished your mom would do when like someone would be creepy. I know my mom actually did do that to somebody once not like not to that extent um where she was like you know don't talk to women like that it's scary but like so I grew boobs really early and uh just like developed really early and we were like out eating one time and this dude was like staring at me and I was like 12 oh my god yeah, like, my boobs were gigantic, but I was, like, 12 or 13, and this dude was, like, staring at me, and she totally called him out on it. It was pretty nice. great. What Hell did she yeah. say? I don't even, I don't remember, because it was so long ago, but she definitely said something about, like, why are you staring at her? And, like, he didn't have anything to say, and she's like, so you know that she's, like, 13. <laughs> Isn't but, that, like, doesn't that happen in the first episode of Gilmore Girls? Yes, it does. In a much more quippy way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's see. Oh yeah, Jashley. We don't there's like nothing even happened with that. That was when it was Jimmy's birthday and like she was gonna break up with him, right? But she didn't want to do it, like, on his birthday. On his birthday. So, and just to point out, this is episode 9, and they didn't even break up until episode 15. So, like, she's been wanting to break up for six episodes before they actually did it. Oh, God. How long was she just living a lie? A while. Ashley's kind of trash in this season, I feel. Yeah. The weird thing about that is, like, the reason she wanted to break up with him was kind of, like, it was more or less explained to her in that episode, you know? Like, she sees that, like, the reason he comes over all the time and wants to hang out with Toby and her family is because his parents are, like, not around all that much. Right. And so, like, I, 
I like to think that maybe she's like, oh, maybe I've been a dick. But I don't think that's the case. I think that she just kind of didn't want to deal with it. And Ashley is like, she's a pretty selfish person. Yeah, you're right. I think she just didn't want to deal with, like, the emotions that would go along with breaking up with him. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, the emotional fallout more like. She's just like, I don't want to be responsible for your feelings. Which Which is understandable, but also kind of a trash uh, point of view if, like, that's the only reason you're not breaking up with someone. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you respect them, at least, like, do the right thing, even if it's hard. Right, because at this point, like, Jimmy's a fine guy, and they're just maybe not super compatible, but she shouldn't keep him on the hook. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, I've had a relationship where, like, I was terrified to break up with the person because I was young and had, like, never broken up with anybody. I mean, yeah, we've all been there. Three more months in a relationship than I should have been. It's a ve- it's very relatable. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, something, like, to be embarrassed about. Like, I mean, not something, like, you should be embarrassed about, but it's something that people are very embarrassed about. Yeah, yeah, especially when, like, it seems like Ashley's whole, like, her, her, like, popularity status is really tenuous. And it's kind of, it seems, like, reliant on her relationship with Jimmy as far as, like, Paige is concerned. Um, yeah. So I imagine that that would be really difficult. And also, did, was didn't Paige like talk her into breaking up with Jimmy anyway? Like, I don't remember, but I think Paige had something to do with it because she just can't fucking mind her own business. Yeah, I'm sure she did. Paige was like, "Oh well, shouldn't you guys be more something or other?" Like she made Ashley feel bad about the relationship. She yeah. always does. Like we talked about last time like anything like Paige can just say like two sentences and everybody just falls all over themselves to you know accommodate whatever she said yeah but anything else about number nine um not from me no well so number 10 oh this was a good one rumors and reputations um, the A story was the gossip about Liberty and Mr. Armstrong. Ooh, I love this episode. And then the B story was Spinner in the cafeteria bust. <laughs> oh, Spinner. So what were you calling him, Elisa? Skippy? Skippy? Skippy yeah. <laughs> I accidentally forgot what his name was and wrote in my notes, Skippy. Well, his name is Skippy now. Yeah, his, that's his name now. He does Gavin uh, Skippy Mason. Yes. <laughs> but like I kind of felt for Spinner in this episode because he was just trying to like gain a little credibility and he was telling the truth that was and the, he was like, telling the truth like and people had no reason to be- to disbelieve him except for this like they they thinly kind of put in like well you're always complaining about the cafeteria food it's like okay but we haven't seen that at all as the audience yeah and, like so what? <laughs> it's cafeteria food, and he's a kid. Yeah, it's probably yeah. gross, whatever. Everybody complains about it. But, so yeah, I didn't really get that either, why, like, he was so widely known to be, like, discredited when nothing really happened. Yeah, and there was a bug in his food. 
But I yeah, and it was an earwig, and it was an earwig, and that is fucking disgusting. But I kind of think that like that whole that whole little storyline was kind of just a way to get him in the door with working at the cafeteria. Yeah, because that is a topic of conversation a lot as like school goes on for them. Yeah, it it opens a lot of doors. I think you said in the episode that you guys did about that. It really does. And Spinner's place of employee is kind of like, that's a thing throughout the rest of the series, basically, until he's not on the show anymore. Yeah, that he works in food service and, like, he, yeah. So maybe it was just that, like, they knew that that was going to be a thing with Spinner's, like, personality. And so they wanted to start him in that so that it's, like, I don't know. I don't know. It was kind of a weird, clunky way to do it, but it's season one. We can give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and then Liberty and Armstrong. I thought that was that was good. It was kind of they returned to um, the it goes thereness of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what would you have done in middle school if you heard a rumor like that about like your friend and your teacher? I would have. I would have freaked out. Yeah, I probably also would have told my mom. There's like a 0% chance I wouldn't have told my mom. It's kind of surprising that that doesn't get back to a parent. I know. Isn't it? I Yeah. I Like, some of the kids have to be close to their parents enough to be like, hey, like, like Emma especially. Like, I was just going to say, you would think Emma would tell Spike. Unless, yeah. did it all take place during one school day? Because that's the only way I would think she wouldn't tell Spike. I'm not sure. Because, like, if she didn't go home in between, then probably not. Yeah, that would make sense. But. I think it does take over one school day. I kind of liked that it, she, like, Emma was the one that was chasing down the rumor and then it ended up back at her. She was the one that started it. Yeah. And I like that it didn't minimize the seriousness of the rumor. Yeah. Um, like. Yeah, it was kind of like the, the the crux of the story was like, okay, don't spread, you know, malicious information. But then it was also like, also, if something like this happens, tell your school administrators because they need to do something about it. Yeah, well, and they also kind of did a really good job saying that it's a serious accusation and you shouldn't say that unless you absolutely know for sure. Yeah. Because saying that a teacher is like, doing anything inappropriate with a student is like incredibly serious Mm -hmm. and I think that was kind of like it was a life lesson for Emma but it was also like a good little subtle thing for the audience like for younger audience members watching just be like oh I shouldn't you know I shouldn't say that unless it's true it's a life lesson now but later on they just romanticize it and it's super gross (laughs) yeah don't even get me started (laughs) but what do you think? Number 11, Friday night? Yeah. So That was this the date one, episode, right? Yeah. The A story was Emma and Sean's first date. Ooh. And then the B story was Spimmy bullying Miss Kwan. Spimmy being Spinner and Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> they have a way better they have a way better couple name than uh um Jashley. Yeah, I was thinking about about Jashley earlier. 
and what what their their ship name was and i was like jashley yeah unfortunately the only way you can go with that is jashley because like a yummy doesn't really at ashimi ashmi ashmi actually ashmi is not bad but Ashley is probably a little yeah. less. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't work either way. But Spimmy does, and Spimmy was bullying Miss Quan to like an inappropriate point. Speaking of inappropriateness, yeah, I, it really made me upset what they were doing to Miss Quan. I feel like it crossed a line at some point from regular kid bullying to something, or like regular kid like not liking their teacher to like full on bullying. Yeah. The the straw the last straw for me was when they threw was it eggs at her car? Yeah. Oh god, yeah. I feel like everything else was bad enough. They already made her cry. And then they still or no, they didn't see her cry until after they threw the eggs. But like they did not after ordering a bunch of food that they had to she had to pay for to her classroom and like doing the annoying thing on the overhead speaker like they did not also have to fucking ruin her car yeah it was so over the top but and that was like the only time that we really get to see miss kwan in any sort of starring role in an episode she's gonna be in it forever and ever and ever amen but like we never get to see her be the star like the the main part of an episode again yeah it's a wasted opportunity she's great she is great she's a really good actor i think we've talked about this before but like queen kwan gotta love her (laughs) she's amazing and then what about emma and sean's first date where everything goes wrong they're so cute they're adorable and everything goes terribly terribly wrong Huh. my baby just like just like any good seventh grade first date oh yeah <laughs> what what were your guys's first dates like oh, oh my god i'm gonna have to th- first oh man i don't even know like when i had my first date because i like i i had relationships with people in high school but I think I didn't have my first date date until I was, like, 17. That's fair. Uh, this kid that I was dating when I was a senior, um, and he was a sophomore, I think, so, like, that was weird. But um, he took me to Pick Up Sticks, this Chinese restaurant across the street from our high school. So I believe that was my first date ever. Oh, very nice. Yeah. My first date was Spencer. And oh yeah, my guy. first boyfriend, and uh, it was we went to the park next to my house and made out. That was it. That was your date. <laughs> that was my first date. Literally, is uh, I think Ellie was there with Rachel, and um, they made out in another place in the park, and Spencer uh, made out in a different place. That's so like high school. It is very high school. <laughs> I went to go see, I think I was, I was 12. And so like, I, I had just forgotten about this entirely. Um, 
when I was talking about my dating experience earlier, because this was like, I was 12 and I was in Woodshop with this kid who I didn't really like him, but he and I got along super well. And I felt like I was like, okay, cool. We're about that, that age where people start dating. So we ended up going on a date. I have no recollection of how exactly it happened, but we went to go see little Nikki in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Which was funny because we were 12 and we were not old enough to get into the movie, but we did. Yeah. How did you? I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. I think that was when my brother worked at the movie theater. So that may have had something to do with it. Oh, okay. And that, that same guy, the one that took me to pick up sticks, we also went on a date to the movies and uh, he felt me up the entire time. Very nice. Yeah. What is what does that do for boys? Like what? Like then you get a boner. Then what? Right. I don't know. Nothing. Yeah. I know. I never really understood uh, some of that shit. Boys are weird. Like they just want to touch your boobs, and then like what next? I don't know. I have the pretty big urge to touch boobs sometimes. I mean, yeah, but then you want to do other things after that. (laughs) That's true. I don't know. When I'm brushing my teeth, (laughs) sometimes I'll just cup a boob. I mean, I'll just, yeah, me too. And just stand there. Like it's the most normal thing in the world. Grabbing my own titties. Like it happens. Just holding my boob up. Like, it's it's like a completely non-sexual thing. It's just like, here, hold this. Okay. Yeah, exactly. No, I do the same thing. But whatever. Boys are weird. Boys are weird. How about number 12, wannabe? <coughs> yeah. Manny, Manny and Emma fighting over cheerleading. Paige and Terry were also, or no, Paige and Hazel. That was, was that the first time we saw Hazel? Yeah. I think Hazel, I think she shows up, like, in the background of an earlier episode, but she, yeah, this is the first time we see her with a name. Yeah, I think that was the first time she was actually, like, established as one of Paige's friends. And then the B story for that episode was the chip cans, JT and Toby, and then Liberty, and then Spinner, and the chip cans. The oh, most oh my God. I can't fucking I... pointless B story ever. It was the stupidest B story of, like, the whole season. And, like, I can't believe JT didn't realize he had the wrong chip can. Do you, yeah, like, who gets, was it spades and uh, clubs confused? Yeah, I think so. Come on, JT. Get your head in the game, JT. Get your, get your, get your, get your head in the game. <laughs> um, but what about the, the cheerleading what did y'all think about about that? Like, especially EJ, because you weren't on our, our original episode, but about that. Uh, I feel like uh, this was, like, a big deal story. I was thinking about this in the shower, actually, right before we started recording. Nice. Because I'm, I'm never not thinking about Degrassi. <laughs> but I was thinking, I was just like, damn, it was like, feminism has evolved so much since, like, Emma's brand of, like, early aughts feminism, yeah. where... Like, the notion that anything that's done for the male gaze is bad is, that's, like, that's such a flawed idea. Because, like, if if something happens to be, like, something that dudes enjoy watching because of that, like, yucky male gaze, male fantasy thing, but the, the, the women or female presenting persons who are doing it 
enjoy it, like, it doesn't matter. That trumps whatever else. So, like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's, it's all about female empowerment. And that's the thing that, like, like Emma's, Emma's feminism was, like, she was, she was a little baby feminist at the time. So, right. like, she just, like, I guess missed the boat there. And I don't think, I think it, if she had had, like, a conversation with her mom about it, it would have gone differently. Yeah, for sure. Because Spike is all about, like, actual feminism. For sure. Yeah. And, like, and Spike is in, she's in a, a an industry that's, like, predominantly, like, female-dominated and mm-hmm. probably has, probably deals with that kind of thing a lot. So, and especially, like, you know, Spike was also pregnant as a teenager at Degrassi. So, like, she's had to deal with a lot of, of you know, anti-feminist rhetoric in her life. So I feel like Emma would have would have been good to take a step back and like poor Manny. Manny's always such a good friend and Emma does this a lot. She <laughs> does. And you're right. Manny always kind of just like sticks by her. But yeah, no, that's such a good point. And I wonder why they didn't have Emma talk to her mom about this because it feels like something that either she would come to her mom about or she wouldn't and her mom would approach her and be like I can tell there's something bothering you what's going on I feel like at this point even the narrative wanted us to believe that Emma was in the right because it it never really gets resolved it's more like you know Emma apologizes but I think it was meant to introduce to us the notion that like Manny has her own agency and might not always be Emma's little sidekick um yeah because she is kind of painted that way yeah at the like first couple of first handful of episodes she doesn't really she doesn't have her own storyline she just kind of is in the background of emma's Mm storylines and then season two we get all kinds of good manny i know i was so sad that there was like no manny stories really the first season honestly i'm still hanging on for season three manny that's my favorite manny yes I can't wait to get to season three. There's so much good in season three. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been talking nonstop about season three, like, since we started. But we'll get there. <laughs> yes, we yeah. will. Um, but anything else about, like, Emma's poor feminism? Because there's, there's a lot to unpack there. I don't know if we have enough time to say all of it. But what, <laughs> what else? Anything else? Oh, I should have rewatched that episode. It's um, a good one. What does she do? And then, oh wait, no, yeah, it was a. Uh, she writes the article for the paper. That's, yeah, yeah. And that that like beyond being like a bad feminist, like that's such a bad friend move. Like, this is a new thing that your friend is getting really into. Like, your morality has nothing to do with it. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, I feel like at the end of the day, she really just kind of backstabs Manny when she's finally starting to have some interests of her own that are outside of Emma's interests. Yeah. Because she always, Manny's always like, oh yeah, I'll come over and watch that nature documentary. Like, I'll come over and help you get ready for your date with Sean. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was a really poor friendship move on Emma's part, but I think that Emma, like, she was just so blinded by, like, I need to get my message out. Like, she just didn't even think. Like, because, you know, when you get really 
into something new when you're a kid and you're like, uh, I mean, especially non-neurotypical people like us. Um, yeah. You get super obsessed with something and you're like, no, no one understands. This is something that I need to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that goes back to Jess's theory that she's autistic because like that hyperfixation is definitely indicative Definitely. Yeah. The hyperfixation and also the not, not being able to have your viewpoint changed, mm-hmm. not being able to have your mind changed about something is also very like autism spectrum. Yeah. It, this definitely showed Emma's autism a lot. Yeah. I'm just going with it. No, I think that's, that's canon in my head. Yep. It's canon. Come at us, Degrassi. <laughs> yeah. Listen to our podcast first and then come at us, Degrassi. Well, listen to our podcast, then make more next class and then come at us. Yes, we need more next class. It got canceled. Boo. Oh, wait, it got canceled like officially forever? Yeah, I mean, the last season that they came out with was a couple years ago. Yeah, I keep hoping. <laughs> Hope springs eternal. <laughs> um. Oh, geez. And then the next one is Cabaret. Yes. Ashley Terry, Paige make a band, and then Emma Sean, Manny Toby do the uh, the hunter dance, interpretive dance. <laughs> so, oh my god! I don't even know what to say about this one. It's this is one of my favorite episodes because I was in dance very very briefly, and like literally never went to, went never went to practice like hated it hated all the girls I was in dance with and by the time the recital day came up I just faked sick and didn't go but our costumes looked almost exactly like the thing that Terry is wearing at the cabaret <laughs> oh god I love it it's just like sparkly sequin top and you know flared pants and oh that's beautiful Those what kind of dance days. was it I don't remember. <laughs> I hated it so much. Like you've seen me. I don't have I'm I'm not coordinated. <laughs> you know, coordination is relative. That's um, true. But what what about uh the whole Toby was back being an incel this episode. Well he was bad in this episode. It's just like I'm gonna help Emma and then she'll wanna make out with me. I'm going to manipulate Emma into having feelings for me. Toby, Toby, Toby. This couldn't possibly end badly. No, of course not. But, <laughs> Elisa, I'm curious. Do you hate Toby now more than you hate Joey? <gasps> Good question. You know what? I, I have to say yes, because Joey hasn't done anything else this season I can be mad about. He'll be back. He'll be back to piss me off. Maybe. No, he definitely will be back. I mean, yeah, he'll be back, but he might not piss you off. That is true. I mean, he probably... Knowing Elisa, he definitely will, but... (laughs) I mean, he definitely will in Holiday. I'll just say that. That's my favorite episode. It's a very good episode. (laughs) I can't wait to watch that one. I keep hearing about it. 
that's the one where I want you now you both because we have three hosts I want you both to come um, hang out with me in Arizona when we get to that episode I want you both to come down here and uh, we should have like a fun <clears throat> trip vacation with all three of us together and record um, the episode while we're all in one place that would be fun yes. because um, that episode is just the best it's iconic it's iconic it's amazing and because it's because all the adults come back again yes caitlin's in it spike is in it a lot joey's terrible and in it a lot (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i think the show would be so much more fleshed out if there was an a story with the eighth graders a b story with the seventh graders and then a c story with the adults yeah and every episode was an hour long a little check-in. Oh, that's a good idea. They could have done a whole lot more with the adults, you're right. Yeah. Um, but I guess if you're, like, 13 and watching this, you don't really care about the adults. That's true. I never really cared about them all that much when I was a kid and watching this show. I wanted Spike to be my mom. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I wanted Craig to be my boyfriend. Oh, I, I, had a, I had a phase also where I wanted Craig to be my boyfriend. It's like now I watch it and I'm just like, that's my son. (laughs) Yeah, right. I had a thing for Ellie for a while, too. I just wanted to be her. I couldn't tell if I wanted to be her, if I wanted to date her. That's like the eternal lesbian struggle. Yeah. But I love Ellie, too. But then do we have anything else about Cabaret? This was... Hmm. I think after Jagged Little Pill, this is probably my favorite episode of the season. Really? I love all of the episodes that have music in them. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, it gets progressively better as the show goes on. Like, characters who write music. Oh, for Um, sure. But, like, I loved them starting off with that. And, like, that's always been a thing in Degrassi. Like, with the original Degrassi, or rather Degrassi High and the Zit Remedy and all of that. And, like... I love that. I love that there's always a Degrassi band to stand, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. And, and like, I, I love Paige calling them Paige Michael Chuck and the Sex Kittens and then PMS. PMS. Like, that's so, like, that's so a 13-year-old thing to do. Yeah, I, I can't really, I can't really get behind PMS as a band name. Sorry, Paige. She's great. I love her. I would die for Paige. Oh, God. Paige can suck my dick. <gasps> Paige is awful in this season. I hope she redeems herself. Like, she will. Uh, I don't know if she will. Yeah. I mean, sort of. It kind of depends. Like, if you can empathize with her, I feel like you'll like her a lot more. But she definitely continues to do some heinous shit. I, yeah. Like, I empathize with parts of her story, but I also just don't know why she has to be such a fucking asshole all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I get it. I get her. I love her. And then the next one, Paige was hardly in it at all. Um, But under pressure, Sean and Emma broke up. Sean pushed Emma to the floor. And then... Spinner tried to get sick to get out of a test. 
<laughs> Those two storylines could not be more dissonant in their, like, severity. See, I agree, and I feel like um, they did that on purpose because the Emma Sean storyline was so intense that they had to give it some comic relief so that people didn't get burned out on sadness. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're probably right. Because Spinner just being super goofy and, like, trying to catch Terry's cold so he wouldn't have to take a test. And then, like, the after-school special uh, wrap-up where he was just like, oh, wow, the test wasn't so hard after all. Oh, no, I got a cold just in time for the weekend. Like, (laughs) it was almost slapstick. Yeah. He could have caught Terry's cold way easier if he had just dated her. Seriously, he could have just made out with her. Damn it, Spinner. But but Emma, so this episode kind of poses a quandary. Can you break up with someone if you were never really dating? I mean, I feel like, yeah. Like, I feel like I've broken up with a lot of people um, in different ways. Like, I was really into this super toxic person a couple of years ago. Um, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, they became like my whole life and I was deeply obsessed with them and I spent like all of my time with them and all of my time agonizing about what they thought of me. And then I decided to cut them out of my life and it really did feel like a breakup. Like I felt like I felt the last, like during my last breakup with my my ex-girlfriend, I was just like heartbroken, but like... And I don't, I don't, I didn't really, there's not really a difference. I feel like when you cut somebody out of your life, you, you cut somebody out of your life. Like, and I feel like you can break up with a friend just as easily or not just as easily, but like just as well as you can somebody you're in a relationship with and you can cut off a would be relationship just, just the same way as you cut off a relationship that's established. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I did just like go through like a pretty major friend breakup as well Hmm. yeah yeah that makes sense yeah I broke up with a friend like two years ago who I'd been friends with for like over 10 years Mm -hmm. since high school and I was like nah like they did something super fucked up and I was like nope doesn't matter bye and but it does feel like a breakup like yeah it does because like there's just there's an empty spot in your life where that person used to be and like you have to learn how to navigate around it yeah exactly that it's it's just it's learning to live without somebody who had become your every day mm-hmm. like, let go of those happy memories and be like nope like they're they aren't in my life anymore like yeah And especially when you're 12 and like, you're just, you know, you just met this person and you're feeling these strong feelings for the first time. And then, and this kind of also goes back to, to Emma's kind of like unyielding moral compass where like, I feel like she could have, she could have forgiven him for this thing that he did, but she knows, and I think Jesse said it in the episode about it, or maybe Elisa said it, but you were like, the, Emma's definitely the kind of person whose mom told her, if a, if a boy lays his hands on you, you never talk to him again. Yeah. And um, so I feel like 
this was kind of like the result of her her conviction and her 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 focus on doing what she feels like is right and I feel like her going against that is what broke her heart the most or or you know like not going against that like she hated that she couldn't yeah and then that carries over into the next episode too when she's like still just not talking to him and she's so like it's obviously tearing her apart but she can't she can't talk to him again like she can't do that because after somebody hits you or after somebody pushes you or whatever like you don't get back with them like that's just the rule yep yeah it's a good rule for young girls too it's a very no it is it is for sure so i get it and i feel awful for emma like like we have the benefit of knowing what was going on with sean and stuff yeah, but. that's true, and she didn't. All she saw was he was acting out, acting erratic, fighting with Jimmy for no reason. Yeah. Rip their baby relationship. Eh. What was your it-goes-there moment for the whole of season one? Oh. Definitely the the pedophile man uh like you know in the room with the video camera yeah the video camera uh that was my it goes there moment like oh shit it really yeah. goes there yeah and it was like kind of unbelievable that that was the introduction to Degrassi to the next generation <laughs> yeah <laughs> was like oh somebody almost got kidnapped and raped or yeah, a, a child, child a child an 11 year old child oh like, Emma. that's a really good it goes there what about ej oh man um i'd say i mean just because it was the most intense thing that happened i have to agree with elisa that like the yeah the creepy dude from the internet you know trying to kidnap emma was awful and that one and like I don't know, the whole the whole Armstrong and Liberty plot point was really uh really good as well. Yeah. Um I, I, a lot of the plots that I'm that I found were like the most compelling were the ones that had to do with parents. <laughs> um I don't know if that's because we're old, old now. Or, but I, I also thought that um that Ashley's whole thing with her dad's uh, her dad coming out was also a very like big it goes there moment because like that's something that up until that point we hadn't seen a ton of on serialized TV um, at least not in America that I can recall I think there was always that like one side gay character in a lot of shows in like the 90s mm-hmm. um, that they never expressly said was gay um, but Gunther <coughs> <laughs> From what? From Friends. Oh, I didn't watch Friends. Oh, really? I firmly believe Gunther's gay. Anybody that watches Friends, please at me and tell me if you think I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, those were mine. I think mine was... So, bookending, bookending the season, obviously. The creepy pedophile man in the first episode and then the taking of ecstasy in the last episode were definitely, like it goes there bookends 
but like the most age appropriate it goes there for me was um, when Emma got her period Aww. in class because I had I didn't I didn't actually like not, not what happens to Emma actually happened to me but like I had so I got my period for the first time in eighth grade and I had like I had endometriosis and PCOS so and I didn't know it at the time but like every time I had my period it was just like complete freaking agony and then like being at middle school um and like having like super heavy flow having to like always leave class to go you know to the bathroom and whatever and like it was just the fucking worst and like I was always terrified that something that happened like what happened to Emma would happen to me so (laughs) I feel like like that was my it goes there because it I related to it the most and I also just love Emma uh what happened to her did happen to me did it oh shit I was wearing khakis. Oh, no. And, well, they weren't khakis. They were khaki-colored cargo pants because it was the 90s. Right. But (laughs) um, I remember walking down the stairs in my middle school and, like, feeling kind of yucky. And I was like, what the fuck? So I ducked into the bathroom. And, you know, this was the age before cell phones. So I was like, oh, fuck, what do I do? And the, the nurse's office was on the other side of the school. And I didn't have like a sweatshirt or anything I could take off so I just had to like sneak through the hallways and every time I saw a person I just kind of like leaned against the wall and pretended I was just like waiting for something and then when I got to the nurse's office I told them hey um I got my period and I need to call my mom and they were like oh okay do you want a tampon or a pad and I was like oh I don't know it's my first time and the the nurse started crying and she hugged me oh my gosh it was very cute that's adorable and then I got to go home which was the best part that is the best part yeah so cute though (laughs) how like man I mean like that was like luckily I didn't get my period at school for the first time it happened at a dance competition while I was wearing nylon tights and no underwear that was great how was that better how is that better? It's not better. It's just that it didn't happen at school. <laughs> but anyway. I so got that's... my first period when I was dancing with the guy I had a crush on at like oh the school gosh. dance. Why are no. why is every anecdote about your childhood just like a tragic sitcom episode, Elisa? Because my whole life is a tragic sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Alisa wakes up in the morning and it's like, whatever it takes. <laughs> you just hear like the canned laughter in the background. Oh my God. It's true. <laughs> I do. All right, friends. Well, my um, phone is about to die. It's at 7%. Okay. So well, I think we should cut this off before it dies and we lose it all. Yeah. <laughs> should okay, we do well, a Elisa's predictions for season two. Oh crap! Yeah, I forgot. Elisa, what do you think is going to happen in season two? Okay, so I think that uh, Sean is and Emma. What's going to happen with them is Emma's going to find out that Sean made out with Ashley, and she's going to get pissed. Uh, that's one of my predictions. Okay, I predict Spinner will continue to be a good friend. And a wonderful man. 
<laughs> he's he's a, he is like such a good friend to Jimmy and Jimmy doesn't deserve it. He doesn't. He's such a good friend. Like even in the last episode, he like brings Jimmy's shit back to Ashley or whatever. Yeah. He's just kind of like the way that Manny is Emma's sidekick. Spinner is sort of just Jimmy's sidekick, which is stupid because Spinner deserves to be the main character. He does. Yeah. He really does. Um. <laughs> oh God. What other predictions? I predict. What about like that- JT and Toby? Oh my God. I predict that JT will get a girlfriend. I don't know who. Okay. But- horny as hell and he needs a girlfriend yeah <laughs> I predict that Toby will continue to harass Emma what about Manny and Emma and Sean well as I said I, I predict that Emma's gonna find out oh that's right you said you said about Emma and Sean but Manny you said gets more storylines so I predict yeah. that Manny's gonna be rocking my world <laughs> I'm so excited to do season two. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, outro. Follow us on Instagram at Social Disease Pod. Yes. Um, you can follow my Etsy shop on Instagram at Shrinky Pop. Shameless plug because I need to make sales to survive because I'm unemployed. Yes. Buy things from Jess. What about y'all? Um, follow me on Instagram at Alien Brain Disorder. And I have an Etsy shop called Cryptid Commodities. Oh, I'm going to go follow you. Thank you. Uh, I don't have anything to plug, uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at EJ underscore McV, MCV. And uh, if, if anybody wants to hire me for a real job that's not my horrible job, that would be great. <laughs> please hold while the um email offers come rolling in (laughs) people start dming me on twitter like like hey we can hire you listen if i can get a job talking about degrassi i will be in great shape well if we blow up and get some like ad reads and stuff then that will be your job great let's do it let's do it (laughs) We have to be Why a didn't lot I more think of that? Let's do that. <laughs> we have to be a lot more diligent with social media, and I am not. Yeah, yeah we but have your Instagram like... posts are very funny, so. Thank you. Yeah, I love your Instagram <laughs> posts. But we also need to, if we want to be famous, we got to, like, post every week, which is hard. I know. There are three of us to coordinate now. It's a lot. It is Especially a lot. in three different states. Um, after daylight savings, it's going to be three different time zones. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So we'll probably never record again, but it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you for season two in like At a couple of weeks, maybe. some point, probably, <laughs> yes. Well, I think next week we'll probably do like a season two uh, commercial and then the following week we'll start season two. Yes. Yes. So yeah, we'll see you next week for a season two trailer or season two commercial. All right. Anything else, you guys? Nope. I'm all good. All right. Well, bye. See you later.